All right, intro number two for my episode where I sat down with Tanner Hamilton of the band Night Squatch and his also his eponymous project called Tanner Hamilton. Um, just wanted to say a quick thing, quick couple things before we get started. Uh, there's a couple ways you can help support this if you've been enjoying the episodes and you like it. I'm sticking away from advertise, advertisements right now. Uh, it's not really my style. Uh, you also have to have like a crazy amount of viewership to get any sort of money. Just doesn't seem worth it to me right now. But uh, you know, if you want to help, there is a there's a link on pretty much all podcasting platforms to my personal site where I'm hosting all of this out of. Uh, and there is a way you can you can donate if you if you like the episodes and you kind of want to help out. Uh, any amount will do. Uh, as I said, it's not necessary at this time, but any support is appreciated. And who knows, you might even get a shout out. I mean, we do go through, I mean, most of this is all kind of self-sufficient stuff. Like, I mean, I would have bought these microphones anyway. Uh, I have the DAW, like I'm a sound guy. So all this stuff is sort of just uh, purchases I would have made anyway. But, you know, sometimes I have people over here like Zach Young who uh, drank four cups of coffee and he he's going to drink me out of house and home if he comes back and I want to I want to have him come back so uh if you guys would like to it'd be very appreciated it would be very much appreciated so um anyway back to the episode with Tanner Hamilton got really deep on this one this is one of my favorites that I've that I've done to date he was extremely honest it was very touching he went into a lot of his uh his personal background and uh, it was, it was really fun. He's also currently looking for musicians to fill his personal project. He's pretty loose with it. Like I, and that's, I, I admired that he's, uh, not putting any restrictions on it. He's down to make a band. He's down to make it a solo project. He just, he wants some help. And I think he's pretty much looking for any, any kind of thing you want to do. So if you're interested, I'll include those links to him and his his uh his projects so yeah uh if you're interested give him a shout uh this was a fun episode hope you enjoy it a dog from like anywhere else other than like a kill shelter or something like that Mm -hmm. just for the because like you know that like because a lot of those kill shelters are state mandated like obviously there's a problem that they have to try to solve but they solve it in you know this this way that just causes a lot of misery and death for a lot of animals. And, mm-hmm. and like a lot of these things are run by like animal rights activist groups. Yeah. Like, uh, what, what is the big one? That's really PETA. PETA? Yeah, yeah. It's just like, they, they, they think it's the most humane thing to do to end as many lives as possible, just so that these animals don't suffer. Mm-hmm. And, and like, which they're these people that have no idea what these animals are doing or how they live their lives. Sure. They just, they just assume that these, this huge mass has to, be uh, grouped together and dealt with in whatever way that they see fit to try to solve a problem in their own head that doesn't, um, I don't know, I could, I, I get. Just to let you know, um, I started um, recording, okay. so we're good, uh, and it started with the PETA bit, so, okay. but um, normally, like, I'll find a good place to kind of come in. There'll be an introduction to the show, like, I'll have a separate little cue that I do where I, like, kind of introduce Okay. who you are and then I'll start like I'll have the episode start with that and then I'll kind of cut into us talking okay um but if you want to go ahead uh I'm sitting down with uh Tanner Hamilton mm-hmm. um of Night Squatch and of Tanner Hamilton uh do you have any dates you want to plug or anything up on the top well um as a matter of fact Night Squatch has a show uh January 11th for Aura Fest, and I'm fairly certain that is going to be at the Sentient Bean. We're going to be playing. With is that the the one with like torch and stuff headlining? Nope. Okay. That is the next one that we're going to be playing. Okay. Um, you're all over Aura Fest. I think so, actually. Because uh, there's uh, there's I'm not exactly sure how Aura Fest is going or how it's like uh, how everything is planned out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it seems like it's like a, a bunch of different dates throughout January. Yeah. Is, yeah, is yeah. that how it is? It's, it's interesting. They've started doing, so um, past couple of years they've had RFS. They've run just sort of, I think it's normally like a one day, two day sort of uh, festival. Uh-huh. All heavy bands, they run it out of Ships of the Sea. But as of recently I've seen them, they've started running shows. 
out of the sentient being, like you've said, and they have like this new uh, young death metal band play Vacant Flesh. They're fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. The young yeah, boys. Yeah, we're, we're going to be playing with Vacant Flesh. That's oh, awesome. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And that's the 11th? Yes, that's going to so be January 11th. You got the 11th, and then you got the big Aura Fest that's coming up, and that's the two-dayer at the Jinx, if I'm not mistaken. Right, and, and we're going to be opening up for Torch and yeah. Cloak uh, and a and couple I, other names. I think Basque is playing. Yeah, Basque is playing. Um, I have one other local group I can't fucking remember. But, uh, yeah, the, like, and the, all that details on Facebook. And then I know y'all got one coming up on the 31st, if my memory serves, at El Rocco. Yeah, you know, I actually should know this by now, <laughs> since I'm actually in the band. And I'm also still learning how to, like, kind of ebb and flow with this and, like, give people heads up to get their dates pulled out. And mm-hmm. I didn't do that with you, so that's on me. It's all good. Um, anything, uh, any other dates? Not necessarily any dates other than nice squatch dates. Um, I've got a lot of projects that are coming together. I've also obviously got the solo thing that uh, I got started over in November. Um, but um, aside from that and a project that I started working with uh, the guitarist from Hot Plate and um, the guitarist from a band from Statesboro called Bird Person. Mm-hmm. Um which Aaron and I, we were actually in heavy books together mm-hmm. and, uh, that's how we met. And, you know, that's how we, and me and him became really, really good friends. Like we work together on a lot of projects. Um, and we're constantly talking about new stuff. He's going to be playing drums for me, uh, for my original material that I'm producing. And, you know, he's, he's just a really good guy. He's super talented. Shout out uh, to Aaron Cooler. Yeah. Love shout out to, yeah. He's <laughs> such a sweet guy. And his wife Mallory and and uh, my fiance have become really good friends. We just go over to their house all the time and just eat their amazing food that they mm-hmm. cook. And like they're just not only are they super avid musicians, they're just incredible cooks. Like we uh, the other night we ate some like they were like homemade, which they were just like tacos or uh, f- fajitas, but like they made everything from scratch to the the wrap. The sauces, the the beef they they chopped from like uh, a raw like it, it was like changed your world a little yeah, bit. Dude. Yeah, dude, I was like, man, Taco Bell is gonna be really shit after this. <laughs> they grew the wheat from the ground. <laughs> it's a whole, pro- it's a yeah. two year process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's- well, that's awesome, man. Real quick, because I definitely want to give your um your solo stuff. Uh, it's day in the sun and we're going to for sure talk about that. But one thing I definitely wanted to, uh, kind of kick things off with is like your performance in night Squatch the other night watching that. Holy shit. <laughs> you, ha- you changed the game with them. Cause those boys like, and this isn't a, this isn't a, anybody that knows the history of what's going on in that band. This is not a, uh, a rap session on anybody or any previous members, nothing like that. But just speaking in terms of the future of the band, like John Ross, Mario, and uh, uh, Jake all are very, very talented musicians, and you joining that group changed the fucking game. Like, wow, dude, Thank your you performance very much. was unfucking real because it was a chance to hear the music. I think the way that every single member wanted it to be played, your chops, your performance, your uh, your dedication, and the work you put in because you learned those songs quick. You've only been in the band since November, late October. I think, yeah, I think early November. Um, I think the first time that I came in um, when our old drummer left was, I think, was November, like, 1st or 2nd, or, like, very beginning of November, yeah. right after Halloween. Dude, un- and that's, like, just to say, it's not the easiest music to just step into. We're not talking 12-bar blues kind of shit. But your transition and your execution in that band is unparalleled, and it's unreal. <laughs> and, you. like, I don't want to go too much into it, like, when we were kind of messaging back and forth about doing this, but, like, just let me start off by saying, like, wow, I was blown the fuck away. Thank you very much. The the It's really fun working with those guys. Uh, Mario, Jake, and John are all very talented songwriters and musicians. They, um... It provided me with a really unique example... Uh, excuse me. Um, challenge to just just because the stuff there is just so fast paced and there's so many quick changes uh working with them has been a challenge uh musically but 
it's um it, it I it's it's been such such fun working with those guys. Yeah, it, it's just yeah. a really good time. It shows because you all, I mean, definitely seem like you want to be doing it. You all want to be there. Everybody's executing. Everybody's playing their heart out, and it shows, man. And like it, it comes across for sure. So I'm really excited uh, that you joined that band. Super excited. You got your own thing kind of starting up. Um, I I went back and I watched uh, Redheaded Stepchild uh, this morning, mm-hmm. um, and there's just some stuff that I don't think I quite caught the first time. Maybe it was because I was more listening to the music and not so much looking at the video, and I kind of just did a little bit more of both this time. Dude, it's unreal. Like, the, the production quality, the songwriting, um, even your actors. I don't know where you got them, but... Um, well, uh, as a matter of fact, uh, I was just talking about Aaron Cooler and Mallory. Mallory was the bass player... Uh, in the video, yeah, 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 she uh, very great bass player, very good singer, um, and the uh, the the uh, actor that played the guitar player was a gentleman by the name of Andrew Sovine. He works uh, in actually a lot of uh, really big country circles in Savannah and Atlanta. I can't remember the artist that he like tours with normally, mm-hmm. but I know that she got. Uh, a Grammy nomination back in like the early 2010s, I think. Okay. Um, but you know, he, he does a lot of really big things. Um, and the, uh, drummer was played by our buddy, Jared. Uh, he's just, uh, him and my, uh, fiance used to work together in an escape room and he's just such a sweet guy. He's a really good actor. Um, he doesn't play drums, but he really, uh, helped us out by doing this because the drummer that we had canceled like two days before our, our shot date. And, you know, we couldn't just like reschedule everything around this. And Jared just like showed up at the nick of time, like, Hey, I can do it. And we're just like, great. We got him. (laughs) We got a drummer. And then we, then we went in the next day and like, I, I did my best to teach him the parts and it just all came together. There was a lot of, it was uh, doing the whole music video for Redhead Stepchild and uh, just producing the music was such a big learning experience because um, I've never had to take that like executive producer role, mm-hmm. uh, which in film terms is is they're like right up there with the director. They're just like the financials uh, financial side of trying to produce a film or a movie or or a, a video or anything. Um, but um, just doing that and working with the guy from Black Tusk trying to get uh, all the production for the audio uh, for the song together, just yeah, it was such an eye-opening experience, and I'm really glad it worked out the way it did because there was a lot of tumblers that just fell into place making that work. Let's, let's, let's hear about it. Let, walk us through what happened, man. All right. Well, um... When I first moved to Savannah, I was having a really hard time trying to find uh, a group of guys to play music with. Um, I was in a band here called Offsides for a few months, but they were SCAD students. That's with uh, that was with Ben Bush. Yeah. I yep. remember him. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Ben's a really sweet guy. I really loved working with him, and we uh, we did a lot of really big things with that. But uh, well, in the scene, not really super big things, but. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, it was just really fun working with those guys. We got, um, but really the only things that we really did was, I guess, actually just play at uh, El Rocco's a few times. Mm-hmm. And then like we produced a record and put it out. And like the day the record came out, they moved to LA. So it's just like <laughs> offsides was finished at that. But it was all right. You know, uh, it was like, uh, you know, uh, and then like, but like after that, it, was, it took me about six months uh, or eight months really to try to find anybody to work with. And that was, uh, we started the process for redheaded stepchild, uh, before that I was just having such a hard time because, you know, normally I'm a drummer. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I've been in a ton of bands just as the drummer. Uh, and I never, you know, I just never had the opportunity to try to put out my own music. Um, so, uh, Kristen, 
and I were sitting in the, uh, what is that breakfast place? The Funky Brunch. Mm, yeah. And she was just like, why don't you try to just uh, do your own music? And I was just like, okay. And so I started hunting for people that uh, did studios. Uh, and and uh, I just, I can't remember how I got in touch with Chris. He's the uh, the new guitar player for Black Tusk. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he uh, he actually owns his own studio now. We re- happened to record Redheaded Stepchild at um, the Elevated Basement. Yes, yeah. And I absolutely loved working with him. Um, but <laughs> it was kind of, I kind of embarrassed myself because like back in West Virginia, there's like, there's nothing to look forward to there. It is, it, it's so dead and deprived. I was in a lot of bands back there, but like there was no, you know, there was no hope or no outlook of the rest of the world. Uh, it's, you know, I'm, I'm always going to love West Virginia for what it is, but it's fucking beautiful. It there. is an absolutely beautiful place. Uh, I loved, I, I love just being a kid up there. Uh, and just walking through the mountains for just miles and miles of, of woodland and you get to just be free out in the woods there. Mm-hmm. But the uh, socioeconomics of that place um, are a little ve- on the rough side. They're very rough. Uh, there is a huge opiate or just prescription drug of all kinds. Uh, there's a huge prescription drug um, pandemic that just has taken over every corner that I can find there, especially in like the uh, McDowell area mm-hmm. in the Mercer County area, which are, is the very Southern end of which where I grew up um, in West Virginia. And, you know, both my parents were, are recovering drug addicts and everybody there that lives there that I've ever met has been um, affected by the drug addiction problem. Uh, that is just absolutely run rampant there, and a lot of it has to do with the um, the way the healthcare system and the healthcare laws are um, set up in mm-hmm. West Virginia. Because there's so much uh, that's put on doctors and um, just I- anybody working in the healthcare system. There's so much tax and red tape that is put on all these people that have like private. Um, private institutions mm-hmm. and state-mandated institutions that the only way that they can make money is if they hand out a ton of prescriptions right, and then right. you know reap the benefits from the insurance. But maybe that's just a, a nationwide thing, the way that, that I can... Yeah, it seems to be a, a problem throughout a lot of the country, it's like especially in the West Virginia, Tennessee, yes. Kentucky, Ohio, yeah. Uh, yeah. just every, uh, <laughs> anywhere in Appalachia, you're going to see a lot of opiate addicts. It, it's It sucks because it's that area of the Rust Belt that's really affected by the lack of industry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the transition out of the industrial and now they're the ones with this like where the the um, the drug addiction problem is the worst mm-hmm. because of the lack of jobs and I think I think it's intertwined and obviously yeah. it's not set up um, in the most uh, comprehensive fashion as you were kind of alluding to yeah but yeah I'm, exactly I'm glad you're uh, finding new life here um how how long have you been down here uh two years. Two years. Yeah, a little okay. bit, a little over two years. It's just, it's God, it's January already. Um, <laughs> it's twenty twenty, baby. Yeah, I know. You got twenty twenty vision. <laughs> yeah, dude, dude, you're fucking, <laughs> dude, your uh, your bad pun memes have been killing. Me, uh, I I just love. I I want to meet the guy that made that yeah, meme. Yeah, it's yeah. like I don't know, guys. I don't have twenty twenty vision. <laughs> and he's like got the finger guns. It's like I just I'm gonna push that as far as as yeah, I can. Fuck yeah. yeah! I love the what there was one. It was uh, Tom Cruise and his face was like superimposed a bunch of times, and it was like oh yeah, the uh, big t- laughy one. Yeah, it was uh, dads finding out they can say "see you next decade." Like, dude, <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. We're, yeah, li- just, we're living in the golden age of comedy. My oh friend. god, I know. Uh, my my age is showing. <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely not. Um, so you got the um, you got the audio kind of all worked yes. out um and then and, and uh, I, I was uh what i i heard that uh black tusk had done uh trailing off from uh what we were what i was getting to after i went on the west virginia rant um we uh Kristen and i we uh started searching and just researching 
like studios in Savannah, and uh, you know, like I knew that Black Tusk had just came out with TCBT, mm-hmm. and I was just like, my God, I I, I love that record. Uh, I just love the production and the songwriting and everything. I'm I'm not a huge Black Tusk uh, Black Tusk fan, and shout out to Black Tusk. Yeah, that no means two kidding. of us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. And uh, they just. Got, they just got those guys just kill it every They're time. Savannah classics. Yeah, man. Fucking. Yeah, and there's so much history around that band too. Yeah. Um, when you walk into the Jinx and there's just everything posted about Baroness and Kylesa, Black Tusk, you can tell that they've really put a stamp on this town for and, sure. And put a footprint on this town. Uh, but anyway, um, uh, so I got in touch with the uh, the people who ran a uh, studio called the Garage, and. You know, I was, I was like, I, I have this money saved up from an acting gig that I did for Disney, and I really want to be able to push my own music. I would love to be able to get into a studio date with you guys. And like a week prior to me contacting them, they said that they were disbanding the garage, mm-hmm. and, that, and like the garage just doesn't exist anymore. And I was just like, shit! Because <laughs> like... Cause like I just you know I wanted to be able to work with the guys that did the Black Tusk record. I'm like 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 fuck like sh- like now I can't have that anymore. He's like he's like no no the uh, there's there's this guy his name's Chris and uh, I didn't even know Chris had joined the band at the time uh, at Black Tusk at the time mm-hmm. and um they were just saying it's like yeah uh, we we don't do music production anymore we don't do recording anymore. But we do have the number of the guy who did the sound engineering. Why don't you give him a shot? And I'm like, okay. So I call him up, and he's like, yeah, why don't we meet over at uh, Churchill's? And I'll be like, yeah, that's great. And then I, I pull up, and it's the fucking guitar player from Black Tusk. <laughs> and I'm just standing there like in the walkway, and he hasn't seen me yet. And I'm just like, uh, oh, shit. Is this really the fucking guy that I'm about to talk to? I'm kind of fangirling right now. You have to excuse me. No, you're fine. Uh, but but like that's just how it was when I was there. And 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 like he just turned out to be this super sweet guy. Uh, and me and him talked about like past experiences and stuff. And uh, and at that point, I'd already sent him the demo uh, for Redheaded, and he was just like, "Yeah, uh, you know, uh, I like the track. We'll just do it. Uh, if you just don't mind paying for the studio fees, I'll just do the stu- uh, the engineering for free." And I'm like, "Oh, okay, yeah, that's cool." And yeah, and then I just went into the bathroom and I. F- fucking gushed everywhere because I'm just like fuck you like I got the fucking guy from Black Tusk to do my fucking song and it's just like yeah the first piece slid into place yes the first tumbler went right into place and uh, recording that song was great it was super organic and everything felt really really good Um, and I everything just slid right into place and then he got me into this uh, he gave me the number of a guy that does mastering for a lot of uh, Mutoid Man. I forget what the studio is called, but I'm definitely going to be calling that guy right back up because he he does, he just produced a lot of or excuse me did the mastering for a lot of uh, really big bands that I like like Obituary and Mutoid Man and uh, and and again that other tumbler fell right into place mm-hmm. and he, he he said he's out of Oregon yeah he's out of Oregon and he just did it as a favor. Like he was just like, yeah, well, just do it for like ninety bucks or something like that, and I was expecting like a three hundred dollar fee, mm-hmm. but because uh, that's what the rates were on the website and yeah, everything. Yeah. Um, and second tumbler in place. Yes, second tumbler in place. And uh, at the time, I also happened to be doing a lot of acting uh, for a good friend of ours. His name is J.T. Timmons, and he owns his own video production uh, company called Red Eye. Uh, film productions and he um, he was just like hey we're using your house and uh, you're acting a lot why don't we just do a music video for this song that you did and I'm just like this is just fucking this is just <laughs> fucking great I, I don't uh, and uh, you know um, you know he pitched the idea for the thing and we went with it and you know we shot the video like two or three weeks later um and uh, I don't know, man. I just don't even know what to say. Like, call that a kill streak, baby. Yeah, man. Yeah. I, yeah, exactly. Drop that care package. Yeah, and um, JT, uh, he's he's super great to work with. He's um, really energetic, su- super super passionate about what he does. Uh, he's a big big horror buff. 
And I think that's why everything turned out the way it was. Because at the time, he was really inspired by this movie called... Um, oh, shit. What is it where the girl gets beaten and raped by these guys? Spit on your grave? Yes. Spit on your grave. I got that vibe from the video. I actually I didn't want to bring it up because I don't know much about the film. Um, other than like context, right? And but, I, I don't, I haven't even watched the film either. Yeah. But he was just like, "Yeah, we'll do a spitting on your grave type thing." And I'm like, "Oh, okay. Well, I never watched that movie, but yeah, let's see the script." And he showed me the script, and he was like, "Okay, yeah, cool, let's do it." And um, you know, um, we got into the wormhole, and uh, we asked Jeff, "He's like, hey, we want to do a music video here. Uh, is there anything you can do to help us out?" And he was just like, yeah, it'd be just like 10 bucks an hour. I'll be uh, over here on the couch. <laughs> you need anything? And I'm just like, like another tumbler. We're right, right into place. In. Jeff's super cool like that. We'll I, count the wormhole and Jeff as two separate tumblers. Five, <laughs> five tumblers. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, fuck yeah. That's awesome. And uh, just speaking about the um, the video and like the narrative progression of it, and we'll get more into it, obviously, but it, mm-hmm. it works so well. Like, I, like it, it is so professionally done like the whole like the band's talking about you before you get there like you get there and they're immediately critiquing you yeah well jt is is very talented he's a he's a scad graduate as a matter of fact i think uh a lot of people that work for him are scad graduates and i think they're i think they're the only like real licensed film production company as a business in Mm -hmm. savannah right now i could be wrong but i think at one point they were like the only people going you know as an llc Mm -hmm. out and doing business registered under you know savannah but um yeah um jt is super talented guy um very 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 passionate uh just really just a joy working with him and kiwan uh who is his brother uh they co-own it and uh, madison who helps with a bunch of the production Mm -hmm. um just uh, wonderful people. As again, I, I I couldn't have been more lucky. All those, with, yeah, fuck you know, yeah, baby. That's all the you're on a what is it? Win streak. Yeah, yeah. Or uh, no, I forget what they kill call. streak. Yeah, yeah, kill yeah streak. Get, get on the was, kill streak. I was trying to change it up, go for that Vegas term, but I don't know shit about gambling. Me Does neither. it show? Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> it's all um, good. It's all dude, good. you like you came in uh, about two years. You've been here, and you change the fucking game and it's super exciting to watch like because it's i love seeing that the music quality the video quality are at another level and then now everybody's uh gonna compete with that and that's excellent that's excellent for us in the scene and for you and like i'm thank you for coming in and doing this dude like, i think you lit a fire under more asses than you know first <laughs> like mine for sure like well um I don't know. Uh, everything don't that I'm getting all humble on me. Come on. Well, I'm not, but at the same time, it's just like, you know, living in West Virginia, they, there's this, there's this really demeaning attitude that they, that a lot of people instill on people. Back home, they call it the McDowell philosophy, which McDowell was a county, hmm. uh, which it's, really uh surrounded by mountains and it, it's really closed off from the rest of the world um very stripped because uh, there used to be a really big coal industry in mcdowell okay and so small town i'm guessing you know not that small jfk oh, okay. uh came through there when he was campa- campaigning okay for his, back in the 50s and the coal industry back then was just booming yeah because you know it's west it's west virginia yeah you know the only bigger state that does more coal is pennsylvania yep um but um he came through uh it it used to be this really huge populated area now it's just filled with a bunch of ghosts yeah and uh there's this really big attitude um that they call the mcdowell philosophy is that if you ain't from mcdowell you ain't coming in, and if you're from McDowell, you ain't going out. Mm. Otherwise, you can't come back. It's it, it, obviously that's very, like, I don't sure, know. Sure, but the sentiment's real. The sentiment is very real because I was in a band that was from McDowell for a while, um, and you could you could really pick up the vibe there. But uh, I don't know. 
it's but uh, is, it, he, is this why you're shying away from the compliments? Well, it's not, sorry. I meant I meant to do that to lead up to something else. You, you have to excuse me. I ramble no, don't a lot. Worry. I like it. I like um, I like it. But um, you know, just looking, just going back and visiting West Virginia. Because I didn't even really want to leave West Virginia when we first came here. We mm-hmm. just we just knew we needed a, a a different scene. You know, we needed something that was going to give us some sort of outlook of the rest of the world. And like we could have gone anywhere. Kristen and I could have gone anywhere, but uh, she really wanted to go in the film industry. Mm-hmm. For, uh, she I she doesn't even really have a ton of background, but she said, you know there's got to be bigger things out there than what is going on in this cesspool. Mm-hmm. And she's from West Virginia as yes, well. Yes, we're I'm both gonna, from okay, West yeah. Virginia. We met in high school and, but she, um, she was like, we're, I got accepted into SCAD. We're going to SCAD. We're going to Savannah. And at first I was just kind of like, I don't want to leave. I've lived here for the first 22 years of my life. I don't want to leave my hometown. Mm-hmm. Like everybody gets like that when they're, you know, when they move out of their first town, but definitely. Uh, when we got here, when we finally got here and we got settled in, uh, uh, I look back about, um, and I just think, man, this was the best decision I've ever made is coming to Savannah. Cause it's such a beautiful town. Uh, it's so, and it's, it's not overwhelming, you know? Sure. Uh, cause we could have gone to like NYC or LA or something like that and just been completely dumbfounded and yeah, Pro- uh, probably a little too much and would have ended up moving back maybe. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, I think you hit a good spot yes, for sure. Absolutely, because we love it here. Um, it's it's just a great town. Uh, we couldn't have been again. Could not have been luckier. Well, we're fucking glad to have you, man. Yes, like, sir. You've been <laughs> glad to be you've, here. You've been nothing but uh, nothing but friendly. And uh, speaking on that, like uh, just in terms of how we, I'm gonna keep complimenting you until you take one. Uh, <laughs> Meeting you, because I know we, we don't like, uh, we haven't sat down, talked much, but uh, we know of each other. Uh, the first time we talked, like, you caught me really off guard because um, I was in this mode with my band where we just kind of go, we play places. We're sort of, we it was like sort of this like hired gun sort of thing going on mm-hmm. where we go, we show up, we play, we do a good job and then uh, get paid or don't get paid and then we leave. Um, and you caught me in the parking lot of the wormhole. I think I was carrying my stuff to my bag. And you uh, you complimented us. You said uh, you really liked our stuff, and I was like really really taken aback because you did not have to do that, and like definitely didn't have to come out of the bar to do that. So I was like, I re- I remember you because of that. I was like, this guy went out of his way to say that. That was very nice of him. Well, Mister Wade then, is fucking great, and well, you should go check you. them out. <laughs> but thank you. Um, and then. Uh, and then I think we talked like here and there and like I've seen you a couple times since, but then you're, you and, uh, Night Squatch at the Jinx, uh, when we were talking, you were asking about a possible, if I knew any bass players or drummers, which I've been keeping an ear out for. Um, but th- the moment I knew I really liked you was when I, I kind of floated the idea. I was like, well, Max and Jacob are usually like, um, game for pretty much anything to play, but I know that they're busy because they're in my band and Donk's band, and you, like, immediately were like, oh, no, 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 I'm not trying to break up any bands or, like, take away from anybody's schedule, and I was like, this dude has so much respect, like, and you don't teach that amount of respect, like, you come from a good place, and I have a lot of respect for you, I really like you, Uh, I'm glad you're doing what you're doing, and I'm looking forward to keep watching you crush, man, but, like, thank you. yeah, you're you're awesome, man. Thank you very much. Yeah, um, yeah, where does where does that come from? Just you're, like you're a breath of fresh air in the scene. Like you're you're different from everybody else I've met. I, and I know you're from a different place. But. Right. Well, when you grow up, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I've seen a lot of assholes in the world. I don't want to be an asshole. I want to. I want make. I want to make people feel good. You know. Uh, I, I know. I know what it feels like to. You know. Be depressed and angry on the inside and that just comes out on the outside you're like i don't want to i don't want to make people feel like that like it's uh, as as simple as it sounds it's just like okay let me give you an example uh i was on a i was on a tour that i had absolutely no business going on <laughs> uh with a band they were a post metalcore band from 
southern West Virginia. They were called Feasting on Your Friends. Um, uh, again, no business going on that tour. Uh, we played to empty rooms almost every single show. Uh, and the tour lasted like maybe a week and a half. It was barely something that could even... We were... It was not a tour. It was a bunch of people that were driving around to ghost towns and playing for empty rooms, mm-hmm. you know. And we played at this one place in Tennessee. I can't remember what the place was called. I think it may have been called The Masquerade at the time, but it was out at the back of a pizza place. And, you know, we played our set, and um, me being an ignorant 17-year-old, like... I thought like a guarantee was like, oh yeah, we're we're definitely going to be getting paid this. There's mm-hmm. no stipulation against that or anything like that. But you know how some promoters will be, you know, it just is what it is. It's sure. it's underground music. Yeah. But um, I went up to him and he was very drunk and he was very. I th- I'm pretty sure he was hopped up on something other than just pills and mm-hmm. uh, beer. You know. Sure. Because I went up to him and I was like, hey, I know it was kind of like a rough turnout tonight. Uh, but we're trying to get to the next state. Is there anything that you can do with payment? And he started uh, just just tearing into me, just like, how dare you do this? How dare you ask me? Have, did you see anybody out in that fucking room? Which, looking back, you know, we didn't have any pull. Yeah. But, you know, I th- it was my understanding that we had a guarantee uh, just so that we could just get to the next place. You yeah, know? I mean, sure. you know how it is. Sure. Local bands doing going out and learning about the world and all that stuff. Yeah. But he started to, uh, he started to like punch me and yeah. Yeah. And, uh, he threw me out of the bar. He knocked me, knocked me out a couple times or not, not knocked me out, but like he knocked the wind out of me and, um, and he threw me out of the bar and it's just like looking back at, at that guy, it's like that guy must've been absolutely miserable. Yeah, oh, 100%. Like, I would never want to live in that guy's head. And another uh, example would be, what is that guy that he's just like, um, they're turning the fucking frogs gay. Oh, Alex Jones. Yes, Alex Jones. Like, that guy lives in absolute, like, turmoil. Mm -hmm. You know, his, his family's left him, and he's only known by everybody as being this absolutely angry just cynical guy and i just hate it when people like that ter- tear down w- the 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 fabric that everybody's uh, the fabric of happiness that we're all trying to hold on to mm-hmm. i just uh i don't know i i I, I don't like Alex. He seems very <laughs> <Or> bad. <laughs> <laughs> I like how out of all that, it's like Alex Jones trumped your shit list, not the guy that was knocking the shit out oh, of you. <laughs> well, that guy, he doesn't have an outreach. Sure, He's just sure, a miserable piece of shit. And but, I hope he finds peace, but he probably is going to die miserable. How? And honestly, he could if, you know, if he wants to. <laughs> How old are you, man? I'm 24. You sh- for real? Mm-hmm. God damn! Like you have a very mature way of looking at the world. Like, well, you know that's that's coming across in these. Like you're you're a thoughtful guy. You're a respectful guy. You're a thoughtful guy. Well, uh, you know when you when you grow up around, you know a bunch of drug addicts who are, you know, doing what drug addicts do. You kind of you you try to learn, uh, sympathy for, you know people that don't have the knowledge base to be able to traverse through that. Um, you know, you see a lot of children that are um, raised by uh, parents that are addicts and they're the parents, you know, uh, when you see uh, addicts live the life that they do, they're always, they're always looking for the next fix. And I, and like, I, I'm, I'm a really uh, huge pusher for, the philosophy that 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 is a chemical imbalance because uh, the Swedes are are um, have been um, you, excuse me it's called prevention uh, crap this is why I like to study before my test <laughs> <laughs> pop quiz yeah take but, your time man you're doing great um, God what is it called but this is like their approach to dealing with addicts yes it's called um, I just made you forget again. Shit, sorry. 
harm reduction. It is harm reduction. They, they, what they do instead of uh, using this big banter against the war on drugs, which, in my opinion, has been a complete failure. You know, the, the prison population has nothing but tripled in the sev- by the 70s. You know, there's so much, ter- there's obviously so much turmoil that I could get into about that. But, um, you know, these, uh, but there's like, there's so many nonviolent drug offenders that are p- being put in these prison systems. And then that culture affects the culture on the outside and yada, 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 yada. But like, you know, you see these kids that um, live with, that live in these situations and these young people that live in these situations, which they're just trying to figure out how to live their life, you know? Um, but you, it's, it's so hard to even think and talk at the same time. It's fine. Um, You're doing awesome. But, um, let me, let me ask you something. Okay. Um, just going to like more of your personal experience, how did you stay out of all this? Because it seems like you grew up in the thick of it. Uh, I had a very good mother and a very good grandmother and grandpa because um, my dad was a uh, pretty bad alcoholic, pretty bad drug addict. He um, just went to rehab not too long ago. But, uh, um you know, when you're a little boy, a little 12-year-old boy, you're always looking up to your dad to... Because, like, at that time, I thought he was, like, the biggest badass ever. Like, he was just the fucking guy because he was uh, running around with a bunch of biker clubs and doing, you know, the 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 shit, man. He was just mm-hmm. be out there being a badass. But, you know, my mom, uh, uh, very motherly, she, uh, being the way that she is because she's such a... just fucking phenomenal mother and i i fucking support her through anything like she um she kept me out of that even when i said i wanted to go to that and and be around my dad more and um which you know she she's been a recovering drug addict since i was 12 years old and she um you know so she understands uh what that life is about and she does not she doesn't want she just never you know she was protecting her son sure you know and um at the time i wasn't very thankful for it but of course you know being a little kid you you don't understand those things yeah, but looking yeah. back there you know I, i'm just again just so thankful that i had the mother that i had that's awesome so she stepped up yeah she she's well like she wasn't even like a bad mom when she was using uh she just you know she, she just happened to be a mom. Usually. Yeah, yeah. She was she was just trying to be the best mom she could. Um, and uh, it was the Thanksgiving that I was twelve. She says, "I'm I'm done. This is where I start my sobriety." Just like that. Just like that. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, she's hell man, yeah. She's she's the fuck. My mom's the fucking man, dude. Hell yeah. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, thank you for making me laugh. I was tearing up a bit. God damn. Oh, man, your story's so real. What like? Because here's something. Um, I was just kind of thinking about like obviously you had like friends growing up sure, and stuff, absolutely. and they're getting swallowed up by this like and like how how are your mom and your grandma and like anybody else keeping you how are you like how are you rising above it like I'm just like uh you 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 see what's on that other side okay you know you when you just live in all that you you're able to you know you're able to you're able to learn from an early age. It's like, this is either the path that you take or you can take this other path. You saw the reality of it. Yeah, yeah. You saw the the actual real consequences. Yeah, because uh, she works, uh, she now works in a lot of um, recovery groups uh, as a facilitator and you constantly see people come in and out and then you just hear about them like, ODing and yeah. and like you can see them one day and then they'll be gone the next yeah. and uh and it's by their own hand you know yeah uh, and that's sure. that's what's what's your mom's name uh if you uh, well, you don't have to put it on no I I want to keep her you sure know, protected. yeah yeah, yeah. I Sorry, probably I, honestly I speak I've, a little too fast sometimes, no you're good like, you're good shout out to your mom yes mother I fucking love you fucking keep just keep fucking being fucking awesome crushing. yeah it's a family of crushers man. yeah man she's she's fucking incredible that's awesome man. yeah like i'm glad you're um you're out and away from it doing what you're doing well uh 
you know, being in West Virginia, like I, I was able to, you know, hold my own. It's not, it's not like I was like fighting against. Sure, sure, but, sure. But yeah, like, yeah, it was yeah. just kind of like you know. But the uh, the thread is real. It's around you, like, and yeah, it's, it's accessible. Yeah. So, yeah, there is there's a success to that for sure. Well, again, it's just a matter of like, do you take this path or do you take that path? Sure. You know, I'm I'm glad that my mother uh, was able to steer me in the right path. Mm-hmm. You know, and again, singing her praises for the. 15th time that today she's just she's just the best mom in the world sounds like a superhero and a she is just a, a fucking superhero <laughs> that is awesome. the best way to put it Fuck yeah. yeah that's awesome yeah let's talk about another superhero like uh you said your fiance is she in scad still nope she just graduated that's um, awesome yeah she's got a master's in fine arts full fucking family of yeah. superheroes man hell man. yeah fuck yeah what um what she graduate like uh what was her major uh it's in film Awesome film, hell uh, yeah, with a focus in production. Very cool. Yeah. What's yep. uh, what's uh, what's her plans? Uh, she is starting her own casting agency, and okay, uh, uh, she's gonna she's in the process right now of getting all the paperwork, uh, just learning about the paperwork, and she's got uh, good people on her side that that's helping her out. Uh, there's a girl by the name of Donna Wright that works. Uh, she was actually in Stranger Things, okay. as a featured extra. Okay. And, uh, and, but she has a lot of, uh, you know, she has a lot of knowledge about the casting industry, uh, within the film industry mm-hmm. and, uh, they're, they're just going to do their best, you know, they're going to yeah. try and awesome. I know they operate out of Savannah. Yep. Yep. That's Op- awesome. Hell yeah. yeah. Cause you know, there's a bunch of films that come through here and they do use a lot of the bigger name casting companies, sure. um, like central casting. Um, but you know, you get a lot of other smaller films and indie films that need, casting that cannot pay the dues mm-hmm. to these huge casting companies it's just not within their budget sure um but uh you know that's that's what she's hoping to do is catch that market excellent yeah. well we come full circle back around to you my friend okay. what's the plans for because I, I i've got the night squad trajectory from jake and all that and mm-hmm. i think we uh we covered what we needed to with them, uh, with you joining the group but like in terms of your solo stuff are you going to operate under tanner hamilton you know, honestly, I don't know. Uh, I don't really have a ton of direction with that. That was all done sort of out of an act of desperation to just try to get out and play music uh, okay. in an unfamiliar area. Sure. Um, and it, it just happened to be that things worked out the way that they did. Um, but right now, uh, you know, I've got Aaron Cooler. He's going to do some instruments for me on that one. I'm not sure if he's going to do drums or if he's going to stand up. Uh, and playing stringed, uh, mm. excuse me, play a stringed instrument or not? You're kind of waiting to see what other pieces come along. Exactly. Yeah, I think uh, that's smart. I had uh, a guy named Mike that was supposed to come in, but he he just didn't work out. Uh, he 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 didn't even show up to to his audition twice. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of like, yeah, you know. fucked up, Mike. You could have been here, man. <laughs> <laughs> Which you know, he seemed like a good guy. I, yeah. did, I don't know. I don't it know happens. Like, yeah, you, you never yeah. know. Like uh, I'm trying to take the Tanner Hamilton approach to life. You never know the other side of it. No, no, you but, don't. Uh, You're right. He he, uh, he did tell. He did talk to me a little bit later, saying that the holidays were super crazy and you know, they they fucking were, Fuck man. Yeah, yeah. I don't like holidays anymore. Me neither, like, they man. Take, it's all it is is an excuse to get you off of your game. And now you're two steps behind instead of being just a step behind. Right. Well, um, it's, it's like, you know, you, you, you're forced to buy for all these people <laughs> in your family <laughs> when you don't even have money. And We're going to get into the uh, the American consumer industrial yeah, complex. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I want to hear yeah. Tan- Hamilton, Tanner Hamilton's take on this. Yeah. Hot take. Let me, um, let me ask you, uh, fuck, now I'm losing my uh, train of thought. Oh, Put it out there. What are you looking for? Like in terms of if this group is going to get off the ground, what do you need? I I'm just I'm just looking for people to play music with, man. Okay. Uh, if uh, I uh, I I and just to have a good time. Like I'm not sure if I'm going to run under the moniker of Tanner Hamilton or not, um, or maybe a surname. Okay. Or maybe even just make a band out of it. Sure. You know, because uh, me and Aaron were working on a a song that I had written originally. He was just like. Well, why don't you try this? And it just made it, made that fucking song. And that song had been written for like four years. Mm-hmm. And so I was just like, maybe like I, I mean, I need people to reflect off of. Uh, so I, yeah. I need to bring. Uh, you're taking all comers. It, like you're just open to it. Yeah, I'm yeah. totally open to it because I've never, I've never been in a band experience that was not good, uh, where everybody was able to open up and speak freely and speak creatively. 
Um, so I'm just w- looking for good people to work with. Okay. You know, bass, um, uh, bass drums or guitar. Sure. You know, whatever. Sure. Keys, maybe? Anything? Keys? Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. what, um, the electric triangle. And <laughs> yeah. In terms of, uh, so we covered like, you're pretty open to musicians coming in. Mm-hmm. What kind of, are you going for a specific sound or, uh, I mean, a general direction? I don't, man, I'm actually somewhat directionless with this. I'm just kind of going forward. Uh, that's how the process for that uh, music video was. was like, I, I, sure let's do it uh, let's record a song and it worked out and then it was like fuck it we'll do a music video for it and then we just kept going forward so now i just gotta play some damn shows fuck yeah well it's out there yeah you just gotta get some people on it and yeah i'm keeping my ear to the ground have you explored any um any of the local options like have you posted on the diy scene or anything like that you know i actually have not okay that's a good idea yeah. i will sometimes that that hits really well mm-hmm. um and then you got a lot of music friends down here like just doing uh doing the word of mouth thing sure sometimes work out Um, yeah i mean i'm sure things will work out Uh, even if they're not the way that i see them in my head like you know i'm sure that whoever comes in uh will have a good good old giddy time you know (laughs) hell yeah yeah well that's awesome like um i think you're doing it smart i think you're you're you are uh setting yourself up for the best success possible by remaining open um, cause that is the one thing that I'm glad to see sort of changing about this scene as somebody who's like been kind of watching it for a while. Uh, you know, I would go back when I was kind of in a similar situation as you, like looking for people to play with, like I would look on Craigslist, I would look everywhere. And then there'd be people that are like, we're going for a very like narrow bandwidth of what we're trying to do. You must yeah. be the, like what blew me away was like the aesthetic stuff. Like people were like, you must be like this tall with this kind of hair, play this kind uh, of guitar. And it's like, yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Slow dude. down. I, the, Hang on. The scene uh, that used to be in the post metalcore, or excuse me, the, the post metalcore scene back in like the early 2010s, like pre like maybe 2015, it was always like everybody had a Schecter Hellraiser. Yeah. Everybody had like a Laney tube amp and mm-hmm. everybody just played in drop B. Mm-hmm. And like, if you weren't that, then you weren't allowed to become within <laughs> this superficial cluster of people, yeah. you know, elbow you out of it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's just like, well, what if we tried this and this? It's like, no, must have breakdowns. <laughs> <laughs> I think like I'm saying, man, like it's ex- exceptionally smart of you to remain open to this. Cause you never know. It'll surprise you sometimes. Yeah. Like uh, I thought, I thought I wanted a direction uh, or had something in mind. Then I signed up with uh, Jacob and Max, and nowhere near what I was originally thinking. Oh but yeah. But it's been awesome. It's been fun. It's been informative. I've like I've learned so much. Well, when the fuck um, are you guys gonna be playing again? We're playing uh, Sunday. At, do you know where Pickle Palace is? That's a I've local been there concert. once. Yeah, yeah. yeah you um, played there. Uh, I, I watched you guys play there one time. Did you? Yeah, yeah. I was with my buddy Tra- uh, uh, Trey. Trey Lindsay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. I, I, I'm sure I saw y'all. I'm just not recalling the specific night. You had that fucking long ass hair back then too. Fuck yeah, yeah. Dude. Oh, that shit was luscious. Yes, but it that was. shit got in the fucking way. Yes, it I'm did. on your level now. I'm fucking. I'm yeah. keeping it tight for a yeah, while. Man. I kind of wanted. I definitely uh, not for. We're recording something right now, not for this recording, but when we start, maybe our second, mm-hmm. I'm going to have me and the boy, I'm going to try to convince them to do this, to just shave fucking everything. <laughs> and then we're not allowed, we're not allowed to touch it till the album's done. So we're yeah. just going to look like homeless people. <laughs> Fuck yeah, yeah. Looking like the presidents of the United States. Hell yeah. I'm Fuck excited yeah. for it. That's the idea. I, who knows? It'll pan out, but like, uh, I'm not, I'm not super strict on aesthetics, but yeah, we're playing, um, this Sunday, uh, they're, uh, Max and Jacob are doing double duty. So they're playing, and we're opening for. Do you know Ray Blakely? He plays a lot of jazz guitar, open frequent open micer at the Wormhole and Barrel House, respectively. Uh, you know, I think I actually do. That's the guy from Donk, right? Th- that's what yeah. I, yeah, Donk is playing. Yeah, so yeah, we're, yeah. Uh, it's a very sweet guy. Oh, he's awesome. I sat down and uh, talked to him yesterday. Oh yeah. Yeah, we actually we uh we sat here, we did a little jam, and then we uh, rolled into a podcast. It was a lot of fun. Hell, fuck yeah, yeah. dude! Watching him is like, God damn, oh, I just want to s- like I. The, here's the thing that surprised me is uh, 
I don't play with a lot of other guitar players. Like I've just never really had the opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, thank God I felt comfortable. I was like, thank God I can kind of hang with him. Cause I was like, watching him. I was like, I could fuck this up so easily. Like, well, the dude is like, a fucking virtuoso. <laughs> like I don't even know where to Unreal. put him. But dude. How are you, how are you like padding out the chords? And getting so much articulation out of what you're doing. What are you fucking doing? Like, I'm just watching his hands. Know, like, I'm just going to play this note and watch you for a little it's bit. Like, has this guy ever met Tosa and Abasi? Yeah. Like, Dude, fucking God. God. Fuck me. But it was so much fun. And, um, yeah, so uh, that's their first show. That's their first show. I get fuck to, yeah. Fuck yeah. I get to pop their cherry. And then um, we're playing the Jinx with you guys. That's Next right. The week after. Yes. I'm so excited. Fuck yeah. I Anniversaries all around. Dude, I'm so excited to be playing with you guys. We haven't played with Night Squatch uh, in a long time. Since yeah. probably August. Yeah. And so having you on board with it, dude, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Yeah. Uh, it's been such a good experience working with those guys. Um, I, uh, Me and JR especially, like, he just, he, uh, me and him, we just level. Uh, I don't know. He, uh... He likes a lot of the th- same things outside of music that I do, so we are, we're always talking about like, oh, Luigi's Mansion. We'll just fucking <laughs> we'll just fucking jam out to the theme to Luigi's Mansion. Y'all and, connect and, on another level. Yeah, Hell sure. Yeah, one level deeper. Yeah, he uh, he's a, they're all just really great guys, and Jake is fun as fuck to yeah. b- just be around. He's just yeah. such a quirky yeah guy. He's I I love just fucking listen to him talk. Yeah. Um, he's I had I had him down sit down as well. Uh, a little bit ago and I'm going to get his podcast out here soon yes. but it, he yes. is has such an active mind and I imagination know. that I would ask him a question and just let him talk and then he would be like what was the question and then I had to fucking work back to it because <laughs> I couldn't fucking remember <laughs> normally I'm pretty yeah. good normally I'm pretty good about keeping like the general idea of what's yeah. going on, but just listening to a talk, I just got swept away in him, man. It's like, Oh my God. I all know. The, his and his art. Oh my yeah. God. Have you seen his paintings? Unreal. Holy shit, dude. It's I, almost unfair that all that talent can fit into that package. I know. Like, I know. <laughs> he just, he's, he's just this, this fucking, I, I keep calling him heavy metal Gandhi. Yeah. Cause he just spreads yeah. his fucking word everywhere. Yeah. And it's, fucking incredible he, he's, he's such a talented uh just g- general artist yeah. guitar player songwriter painter guy yeah. you know talks well yeah everything that, absolute speaker got pets yeah checks uh, all the boxes pet daddy yeah. yeah he uh he's opened me up to the widest variety and the coolest bands like mm-hmm. it just it's unreal he um yeah he now i'm gonna fuck up because now i have to think about it but he he introduced me to uh God damn it. <laughs> he he played me this one song. It's I know it's called Apparently no I don't know it's called. Oh, it's okay. Uh, uh, he's constantly sending us stuff in the group chat. It's like, "Yo, you got to check out this album." Yeah. And I'll listen to it in the car. It's like, "Yeah, that's awesome." And and like it'll be like, "Well, you need to check this out too." Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah, yeah. And he's like he's so deep about it. Like, I know. He recommended a speci- I can't think of the name. He recommended a specific album from a specific band. And none of their other albums sounded like it was almost like Damnation from Opeth kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. Like this one album just sounded completely different from everything they'd done. And he's like, "You would really like this." And I was like, "Shit, I really do fucking like this." Yeah, I think it might have been piano. Pianos become the teeth or something like that. That sounds um, really familiar. But yeah, the dude is just like studious. Like yeah. he's well versed. He's like a scholar yeah. with all the scrolls, and you just yeah, show yeah, up that and is just a very. Very good it way was, to put it. It's he's, so he's much very, fun being around him. He's because he's constantly he's just kind of like yeah. I remember checking this band out when they this and this and that, and it's like this is <laughs> it's like this is for you. You need to check this out. And like you would totally love this. And I'm just like, where the fuck did you find yeah. these guys? Yeah. I think I think he showed me like the psychedelic porn crumpets, dude. Uh, yes, yeah, and, yes, I'm, yes. and I'm just like I'm like this is fucking rad. Where yeah. did you find this? Yeah. That's an awesome fucking band. That that Dude, is an awesome I, fucking band. I can't remember what the track is that I listened to by them, but it was like it's uh, that like ridiculously odd time funk jam thing. It's, that it's like love song for a droid or something. Something like that. Um, that's the one he showed me, and uh, it was uh, like, and it's it's like a really nice like. Obviously, their stuff is very like, well, it's like it's kind of psychedelic. Mm-hmm. But it's it's kind of like uh, it's kind of hippie inspired, but they um, but it's so driving, yeah, and, and it's so just like uh, full, 
the band's just full, man. Yeah. And they're hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're badass. And those guys can just fucking rock the fuck on. Just like Night Squatch. Well. I circled back. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, man. But yeah, again, working with Night Squatch. And we're, like, they're, we're already starting to write new material. Um, Jake has brought a, a, a ton of ideas to the table. So has uh, John Ross and uh, Mario. Um, and... Once you hear that stuff, the, honestly, the, the old stuff is going to get blown out of the water because I like coming in and learning that stuff. It's like, you know, because the, the band has only been around for about a year. Yep. And so, like, you know, when you write the first things that you write as a band and then you progress on forward, it's like you, you're able to kind of feel each other out. And it's already been like a whole year. Yeah. So these guys have been feeling themselves out for 12 months. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, so now they're concocting these things uh, that are that are just fucking proggy and wild, but like heavy as shit. Mm-hmm. And and I, I like I just came in and they and they were like Jake obviously was like it's like yo you got to check out this riff. You, can you think you can do something to this? And, and I'm just like uh fuck yeah I can do something to that. Let's fucking do that. Hell yeah. And and like I'm just fucking I'm just ready. You just, fit the bill for sure, man. Like. This this band's about to explode. I'm I, super excited to watch. I am fucking. I'm. I'm ready. Let's do it. <laughs> My body's ready. Fuck yeah, that's awesome, dude. Um, who who inspires you? Like, and I know uh, you're kind of fitting a a piece into Night Squatch, and maybe you haven't developed as much of a um, a relationship with that music quite yet. Just mm-hmm. being a couple months in, but in terms of your stuff, your playing style everything like that like what do you where are you getting your shit from man uh like who's your favorite <sighs> who's your favorite recently who's your favorite of long time well i've been listening to a lot of gojira actually i i All was right. I, I, now I, we're best friends yeah, Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like i i i i wasn't into gojira when they were blowing up uh like i just now got into them uh, I I put a Facebook post out that Mario Duplantier, who is the drummer for there, is my new drum Jesus or yes. something like that, and he's yes. just a fucking monster. Yes. Not and like aside from the fact that he's an insanely talented drummer, he's also an insanely talented showman because mm-hmm. the guy just like takes his shirt off and he's all cut and <laughs> beefed up and he's just like fucking swinging the shit out of that Fuck all yeah. those sticks and uh that double kick action is oh my unreal. god and he's super tight yeah uh yeah that's what i like um on mouth of kala that double bass part it's not the fastest thing in the world but it's so rock goddamn steady i have not like, heard that one yet oh shit yeah i just introduced you to it all okay right. so it's off the album um uh, uh, fuck magma. I'm pretty sure. Okay. I'm here's the caveat with this whole podcast is I could be wrong, and I remind people of that constantly because okay. <laughs> I'm so bad about it. But yeah, um, black and white album. Um, I don't think it's their most recent release, but it's like last two. Uh, yeah, Mouth of Kala. Mouth of Kala. Yeah. All right. K A L A. K A L A. Yeah, I will Dude, look that on up on your the drive way home. home. Yes. Thank me later. Yes. <laughs> All Dude, right. Uh, Gojira was the first metal band I actually heard uh, as a young man. Mm-hmm. Outside of maybe like some Metallica stuff or whatever the like, you know, every the shit everybody knew. But like my friends introduced me to um, from Mars the Sirius and they showed me Flying Whales. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, Dude, yeah. I was like. That was the first track that I what? got onto. Like, was- and it's like. It was like one of those musical identity moments where like the dimension shifts or like your like universal perspective opens or whatever happens. I was like, what the fuck is this? I know. (laughs) I know. Because it starts off like really uh, spaced out and like flying whales. Yeah. And then like, you know, he starts into his drum parts and he's like. And then then like, and then the the riff hits and like all that, that throat and just fucking like. Yeah. God, so and good. The, and that ending, that cherry on top, that just... Dun, 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 dude, yeah. oh, Fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> fuck me, yes, yes, Gojira. Fuck yes, Gojira. Yeah, you. I, I remember you put up the um, the live from Bloodstock. Uh, um, did you put... That might have... I'm pretty sure that was you. There, like, it was like their 2016 live from Bloodstock. Because uh, their whole set from that is available on YouTube. Maybe. Uh, I'm not sure if I did or not. I could be wrong. Might have been somebody else. I thought it was you, but I was I immediately like was like yes. I I'll have to check it out. Then. I think that was you. Okay. Um I could 
caveat being I, I could, could be, be wrong, wrong. I, but I also that's could gonna be, be the intro that's gonna be the intro to this show for sure <laughs> welcome to wait <laughs> welcome to i could be wrong no, well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's the name of the podcast weight room records but i might be wrong i'm gonna have to check yeah <laughs> whip out my cell phone yeah. well is there um anything else you want to talk about man anything you want else want you put out in the universe i don't know uh what else could we put out in the universe better than pizza and beer Puppies, kids, pizzas, and beers. Yes. <laughs> Not killing puppies, because we were talking about that before we got started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Makes yeah. me sick. I know. I'd rather hang out with a serial killer. Yeah, me yeah. too, instead of a fucking some pussy that's... Yeah, if it's a serial killer that didn't have that past, that's just strictly like going yeah. after like hard targets or whatever, yeah, like, yeah. I'd hang out with that guy over the cat killer. Yeah, because yeah. like, the cat killer is going to be like... Oh, I can overpower this thing does it, that doesn't even yeah. know what's going on rather yeah. than the serial killer. Well, I don't know. Obviously, I'm not like a criminal mind guy. Sure, sure. But like, you know, there's, there's a lot more stipulation that goes into killing a person than there is a, a cat because there's like, you can fucking go out and kill a cat and then everybody would be like, oh my God, that's so fucked up. Yeah. Uh, Shoot you out back of the courthouse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As they get out, it's just like, yeah, they couldn't try me because I didn't kill a person. And then somebody nah. comes up and just, yeah. yeah. Nobody feel bad. No, not a absolutely. Person. Nobody. Well, Tanner, thank you so much for doing this. Dude, man. thank fuck you. For yeah, the I, have, is mine. I have nothing but the greatest expectations and uh, support going your way. Like, you are phenomenal. I'm really happy to have you in the scene. Thank you for sitting down with Dude, me today. Thank you very fuck much. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. We're out. <laughs>